the What Are We Doing podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, my name's Levi McCurdy, and this is episode one, uh, 110. 110 of the What Are We Doing podcast. I am so sorry. This week's episode is late. Uh, Friday was a crazy day for me. Thursday was even crazier. So now here we are on Saturday, which is an even crazier day because, uh, you know, uh, I'm at, I'm working. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday, of course, is going to be busy. I'm going to go through all that here in a second. But basically, I'm sorry, the episode's late. I was just going to fully scrap this week and come back fully blown next week. But, um, you know, dude, I thought I've been so consistent. I've been trying my hardest to get something out every week. And even though it's late, even though, you know, whatever, uh, it's fine. We're still going to have an episode this week better late than never. Am I right? So let's go back a few days, right? Let's go back a few days to um, Thursday. Thursday was the second night of Stage Fright Live. If you don't already know, Stage Fright Live is a three-night Battle of the Bands event happening at Mickey's Black Box in Rock Lit. It's hosted by Tone Tailors, sponsored by Pixel and Hammer, Gator Cases, Here Here Music Studio, uh, uh, Springhouse Brewery, like you name it. We've got, there's so many other sponsors I'm not even mentioning. I'll have all the link and all the information down in the screen below, in the description, not on the screen, in the description, so you can actually click it, because the finale's coming up. We got like 10 days. We literally, as soon as this, as soon as you're seeing this, we've probably now only have five days, but as of recording this, we have like 10 to 12 days to make the finale the biggest thing to ever happen in Lancaster County. So if you haven't done so already, go to stagefrightlive.com, Stage Fright Live, it's all, it's spelled the way Stage Fright Live would be spelled. Stagefrightlive.com, there's big beautiful buttons that say buy tickets, uh, okay, and we've got two bands that are going to battle it out head to head the winner of night one and the winner of night two and I the names of those bands I'll tell you what I'll tell you what I know one of them still flow and I know the other one is uh I forget honestly I am so sorry I have so many things going in my life that I honestly forget the name of the other band in the finale. I will have that on the screen as well. Listen, a lot of editing. I set myself up for so much editing with this podcast. Uh, so yeah, dude. I mean, we're we're cruising and bruising. So Stage Fright Live Night 2 was great. We had three bands battle it out for Night 2. And then everyone voted. We got t-shirts made. If you didn't get a Stage Fright Live t-shirt, get one. Uh, you know what I mean? They're, they're on sale now. We should have a link to that on the website lot. Like, I think it's probably, it'll probably be check out stagefrightlive.com backslash t-shirt. And I guarantee you that link will probably redirect you to the place where you can buy a Stage Fright Live t-shirt. So if you like local music, if you like supporting local music, local artists, bands, rock and roll, that kind of stuff come to the finale and I'm pretty sure the finale's got a costume contest. We're doing a costume contest. I think the winner of that wins a prize. We're doing a random raffle for someone who is there at 
the finale. We're giving away a guitar. We're giving away prizes to the bands. There's so much going on. StageFrightLive.com is where you need to get all of the information. So uh, if you haven't, if you didn't come to the first one, Sandy Dunkle, if you didn't come to night two, Sandy Dunkle, you definitely need to mark it on your calendar, October 12th, Stage Fright Live, final, final night. Two bands are going to battle it out. Blair Mills, Blair Mills, Blair Mills Band, I'm pretty sure is the name of the other band. You'd see it on the screen already, probably, because this is in post. So I'm pretty sure it's Blair Mills versus Still Flow, Stage Fright Live. I mean, the second night was a rocker, and the finale with the, I mean, the costume contest. I've got like three to four costumes already planned out for the evening. Like you don't even. I mean, it's it's literally like uh, I mean, like between every band or every intermission or every portion of the show, I'm most likely gonna have a different costume on that is uh you know culturally relevant and uh it makes sense it makes sense like here's a sneak peek okay because I am the host of the entire show it's Glenn and I I am the host and honestly the reviews are kind of in the like the last the last two shows you know I was pretty much as the host I was on a roll so I got a whole butter outfit I'm going to be a whole stick of butter for like, you know, part one. And then for uh, part two, you know what I mean? It's going to be, uh, it's it's probably going to be a big, big surprise. Okay. So if you, uh, if you haven't gotten your tickets, if I haven't convinced you yet thus far to go to stagefrightlive.com, if you're into music, if you're into Battle of the Bands, you want to see two... And I mean, they're, they're two opposite. The one, Blair Mills, they're like young. They got the energy. They're ready. They want to win. Chippy's jumping around on stage. Chippy's playing the drums. Then she's the lead singer. And then we got Still Flow. And they're equally as young and energetic. And it's like, you know, there's, there's nothing else more happening uh, than a, a killer rock show Rock Lidditz, Tone Tailors, Stage Fright Live. I mean, the, the, the second night was just, uns- it was it was great. We did, uh, like, early 2000s females pop. We did, like, uh, Britney Spears was a cover. Miley Cyrus was a cover. And I think maybe Christina Aguilera song was a cover. It was, man, I mean, I'm, I'm having a blast hosting these. And the finale is only going to be better than the first two. So, I'll say it one more freaking time. StageFrightLive.com. The finale's coming up. Get your Halloween costumes ready. Get your energy ready. Sandy Dunkel's probably going to be there. Maybe some other people from the fam will be there. Maybe, you know what I mean? Who knows who's going to show up. Beyonce might be there. There's rumors Taylor Swift might be there. There's rumors I'm going to be there. There's rumors that, like, JP and Paul are going to be there. So sign up. Get your tickets today. If you haven't done so already, go to stagefrightlive.com. It's going to be a blast. October 12th, all the details are on the website. Probably some down in the description. And so, man, that that was Thursday. That was Thursday. So then Friday, obviously, we all just kind of took a breather. Planning an event like this and just having to be there for most of the day and set up and tear down. It's just, it's a little 
a little exhausting, but uh, nonetheless, we got it through. So we did a little bit of work on Friday, but my normal recording day for this podcast is Friday morning slash evening. And with that, I just kind of said, meh to the podcast and I'm sorry you guys don't deserve that you deserve someone who is dedicated every week and that's why you know you listen to podcasts like High Cheese who's going on hiatus and 280 plus who's still rocking it out every single week so and I'm in the car as you can see uh my sunglasses okay these are the best I could find they were the random ones in my bag I don't have my normal one. I could wear these. I feel like these aviators make me look a little dude. What do you guys think? Glasses A, the Ray-Ban aviators, or whatever these are, glasses B. Maybe go back to these? Let me know in the comments. I don't know. But like, you know, it's sunny out. We gotta have the sunglasses on when it's bright and sunny out. So. These are just kind of the ones I found in my bag. I know they're not my purple ones because my purple ones have no other use than being in studio sunglasses because, you know, that's how we do it. We haven't had a podcast episode probably without the sun. There might be a very beginning podcast episode. I'm not sure. I have to go back because I honestly forget. I'm 110 freaking episodes deep into this dang podcast that I'm, I'm not really remembering too much of uh, what we've done in the past. Like, you know, when did the whole sunglasses bit start? I'm not sure, but I will find out for you guys because you, someone knows. The one listener of this spot, well, I mean, I am the only one listener, but someone out there knows when we had the sunglasses on to first begin with. So... Uh, put in a freaking deet deet eat sports news update broadcast sound effect. Put that in here, please. So we've got it. It's the sports news update of the week. And I know that the news of this is kind of dying down, but we had to get it in. We have to talk about it. We have to know everything that's going on. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, this week's sports news of the week is brought to you by Paul McBride and the High Cheese Podcast. Now, for those of you who don't know or haven't listened to the latest episode of the High Cheese Podcast, one, what are you doing? And two, you should know by now that, you know, the baseball season, it's dying down. Uh, No more games are on or, you know, they're almost done, I think. And so uh, Paul and Joe have decided that uh, they'll just take, you know, the offseason. The players take the offseason, the podcast takes the offseason, and they'll be back if and when they have any notable baseball news. Now, I said, hey, don't be a little bitch because, you know, there's still stuff we could talk about, okay? There's still plenty of stuff that you can talk about on the podcast when there aren't new games going on. So I'm doing my best to get them back in, but... Nonetheless, one of Paul's 17 rabbits went into labor today, so he unfortunately could not be with us to give us this news, so I'm going to do my best to get through it myself. Um, Yeah, so he's basically 
giving birth to bunnies for the rest of the afternoon because that's what happens. These bunnies, they have litters. There's like hundreds of them. It's an all-day process. And so Paul's bunnies are, uh, you know, they're, they're being born. So he's busy doing that. So I'm left here to give you the sports news of the week. And of course, what more are we talking about if baseball season's over and football season started and we're out the gate week two, week three with a freaking Taylor Swift Kelsey scandal. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift is all anyone can talk about. Literally, literally every single wife on this planet, every single soccer mom, every single female in your life up until this point had no idea who any of the players of the Kansas City Chiefs were. Not a single female in your life if I said, hey, who's Travis Kelsey? Not a single, you could not find me one female as of three weeks ago who knew who Travis Kelsey was. But now, now we've got Taylor Swift entering the stadium. Okay? So, you know what I mean? The news. The news hits the mainstream that Taylor Swift is single. Okay? She may or may not have been like dating uh, the Matt Healy guy from 1975. She may or may not have a boyfriend. and She's on tour, so she's kind of busy anyways. And that woman with that kind of caliber, listen, does she need a man on her arm? Yeah, maybe for like stability and the mental well-being of having someone to cuddle with. But other than that, I think Taylor Swift's okay uh, without Travis Kelsey and his like, you know, whatever, $3 million or whatever the average NFL contract a year is, right? Like, what is it? Like $50 million for three years or something like that? Fine. He makes anywhere from 5 to $10 million a year. Taylor makes that in about three days. So, news of the week. Taylor's single and she's ready to mingle. And, of course, everybody, myself included, you know what I mean? Sliding into her DMs. Everyone wants to slide into Taylor's DMs because she's available. She's off tour. She's got stuff, you know, her Saturday nights are now free. And, you know, she's got some time to kill. So what better way to prove yourself as not only a Swifty, as a fan, but as a man who is also single and looking to mingle. So, of course, Travis Kelsey does what his publicist tells him to do and say, hey man, if you ever thought you had a chance, now's the time. So he slid into the DMs and he was like, yo, what's up Taylor Swift? I'm a huge fan. I'm sure you're a huge fan of me. I came and held it down. I saw the Eras tour and I was there that one night in that one city where you performed and you killed it, dog. You smashed that performance. Why don't you return the favor and come see me smash and kill my performance at the football game? And so, what does a freshly off tour, I gotta break this Sunday, Taylor Swift do? Call her mom, call one or two of her close friends, call the security team and be like, yo, we're going to see the Kansas City Chiefs play and we're going to be in the fucking room, in the fucking, in the penthouse suite with Travis Kelsey's family and all of his friends because that's who invited us and of course, we're going to be backstage walking, we're going to be in the underground tunnels together, linking arms, they got to make appearances, I don't buy it and I don't think anyone else did. 
I don't think anyone else that was involved in the team, in the camp of Travis and Taylor, I don't think anyone on this planet, podcasters, comedians, normal folk, maybe all the Swifties, okay, maybe some of the Swifties, but I don't think anyone on this planet ever bought that Taylor Swift was giving a guy like Travis Kelsey a chance. Just saying. Just saying, I think that might be the case. But nonetheless, she went to the game. Why? Why not? She's a free agent. She can do whatever she wants. She's off tour. She's not busy. She wants to go to the game because she knows how to stay relevant. Okay? You The, the whole thing, right? Listen to me right now. The whole thing, fake. Like, it's if you honestly believe that she went to that game because she thought Kelsey was a good guy and he thought she was a great girl and that her fame and fortune and publicity and PR and just the ever-revolving viral, virality, the ever-revolving virality, get your thoughts together, then you get it out, the ever-revolving virality around Taylor Swift, the point that you have to reach to be as equal to and kind of surpassing, depending on who you ask, the Michael Jacksons of the world, Taylor Swift knows exactly what she's doing. Taylor doesn't do interviews. Like, let's just let's just put all this out there. Taylor does not do... When's the last time you saw Taylor Swift go on Howard Stern... Elvis Duran, Ellen DeGeneres, Jimmy Fallon. When's the last time you saw Taylor Swift do a talk show? Five years ago? Six years ago? Three years ago? Taylor Swift doesn't need to do talk shows. She doesn't need to do interviews and say, download my album, because people already do that. What she needs to do is connect herself for 24 to 72 hours with random DC list celebrities to then further boost her image. I mean, listen, no one's talking about how many Spotify plays Taylor got while she was at the game. No one's talking about how much merch Taylor sold. They were talking about the numbers from Travis Kelsey, okay? His jersey is now worth 400 more percent. If it was worth a grand yesterday, it's now worth five. The Kansas City Chiefs uh, online merch shop freaking crashed, dude. The number of people who watched that game was like three times the normal amount of people who watch a football game because everyone knew Taylor Swift was there. And another reason why we know that this was just part of staying in the public eye is one big grand scheme of a publicity stunt is the fact that the stadium knew she was coming. They knew she was coming and they reached out to the record label. They said, hey, Taylor Swift record label, we want to play, you know, whatever Taylor Swift song when Casey inevitably gets the touchdown. When Travis gets the touchdown, we want to play, you know, Shake It Off or whatever Kendrick Lamar. And Taylor said, no way. Taylor denied the studio access and rights and the proper permissions they needed to play her music during that game because she knows what she's doing. 
Taylor doesn't need another contract deal with that stadium to have the licensing rights to play her songs because the fans who are there are going to give her the same amount of numbers that the stadium would. It just, it's all part of the game, dude. And Taylor knows how to play it. And let's be honest, Travis knows how to play it too, okay? That man played the best he's ever played in any NFL game history. Some would argue, yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl. We'll get to that in a minute. But, you know what I mean? He was getting touchdown after pass, catching the ball, doing the damn thing. And, bro, let's be honest. If I've never played a football game in my entire life, and they said, McCurdy, you're strapping up, we're putting pads on you, you better run as fast as you can, and you better catch that ball. If I did that, knowing that Taylor Swift was in the stadium support there for me, in my box, supporting me, dude, I mean, how do you not, how do you not play your best that day? And that's exactly what he did. Because you've got someone like Taylor freaking Swift in your VIP box. I mean, the numbers are ecstatic. Not only, of course, did all of her Spotify streams bust through the roof because of all the football fans, but now all of the football fans who are Taylor Swift fans, all of the Taylor Swift fans are now Travis Kelsey fans. And so they've done this genius, genius genius marketing and then the getaway the like 1950s grease car vehicle drop top convertible with the rock down and his arm hanging out the window listen dude taylor swift rolls with secret service level security taylor swift has a triangle point of three men in suits around her at all times. I'm talking military tactics. I'm talking ex-cops. I'm talking ex-Navy SEALs. Probably one of the guys who got Bin Laden is on her security team. Taylor Swift doesn't F around. And if you think that she left that stadium in a drop-top convertible alone with some guy, Travis Kelsey football player that no one's never really heard of up until this point in his life, like, it... It's kind of not real anymore. Like, it kind of becomes something that you don't really, like, look at this big facade that we're putting up to boost his numbers, to boost hers. And then in probably a month, this October, she's probably going to go hang out with someone else. And we're going to all be talking about it. what I do last week? what I do last week? I talked about Taylor Swift and Sophie Turner hanging out. And now this week, we're talking about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey hanging out. And it's one of those situations where they mask it, dude. They mask it so well that the very first articles that are coming out, the TMZs and the people who get the stories early, because we know, maybe not Taylor's camp, but definitely, definitely a celebrity football player's PR team, you know for a fact his PR team was leaking all sorts of stuff when Taylor was showing up, when they were leaving, where they be, where they're going, because if none of this is documented by TMZ, it doesn't work. So someone got the advance info of when and where this was all going down. And I mean, it's just kind of, it just, it's just, there's no, 
Like, it just doesn't seem like there's chemistry there. I think, honestly, and it's unfortunate for my friend Travis Kelsey, but honestly, man, I, I would imagine, I would imagine that at some point in time, she probably right now is currently via text message friend zoning this dude like you would not believe. Unfortunately, I don't, you know what I mean? I didn't listen to the whole Travis Kelsey podcast because, of course, Travis Kelsey has his own podcast. And, of course, this past week's episode, you know what I mean? They had to talk about it. They had to go through it. They had to bring up the drama, bring up the Taylor Swift stuff, claim that, like, it was innocent and he didn't, he just wanted to hang out with Taylor because he thought she was a good girl and, like, you know, he just maybe wanted some support at his game. Of course, we played it off like, you know, we didn't exactly know everything that was about to unfold. Um, But man, I mean, so it's just, it's so, and of course, they won the game. They won the game. They won, the Kansas City Chiefs won the game. And I would imagine, I would imagine, I'd be so curious to see, what are they doing? They're playing again tomorrow, probably, tomorrow, Sunday. Let's see who shows up tomorrow. If Taylor Swift shows up to the Kansas City Chiefs game tomorrow, if they're having one, I don't know the schedule. Again, I'll put it on the screen. I'm in the car, people. Uh, If there is one tomorrow, maybe it'll be Monday. I don't know how that scheduling works. But if they do play tomorrow and T-Swift shows up, then I will come back on this podcast as an emergency broadcast and I will bite my tongue and admit I was wrong but I guarantee you we do not see Taylor Swift put money on it who's betting put money on it I guarantee you we do not see Taylor Swift in another Kansas City Chiefs game this season we'll see we'll see now some people would argue and some people would believe that this whole thing was just a setup for something completely outside of Travis Kelsey's professional football career. Because if you follow Travis Kelsey, and now we don't, but we do our research here just a little bit on the What Are We Doing podcast, and I may or may not have Googled some things the last week or two. Last year, or the year before, whenever it was, I think it might have been 2021, 2022, sometime in there, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Right, And let's be honest, if they didn't win the Super Bowl this last time or the time before that, would Taylor have shown up? I don't know. I don't know. If Travis, if Travis Kelsey didn't have that Super Bowl under his belt, would Taylor have shown up to the game last week? We'll see. I don't know. These are all just hypothetical questions that I'm asking you to put in the comments at your answers down below. So... It's just, man, it's one of those things that I don't quite understand. So, I apologize. Here's the timeline of events. Let's go back a year. We're going back one year, two years, whenever the Chiefs are playing the Super Bowl. It's February. It's Super Bowl time. The Chiefs are playing the Super Bowl, and the Chiefs are winning. They're winning the Super Bowl. It's fucking, It's February. It's like February 14th, I think. And the Chiefs just won the Super Bowl. So what does Travis Kelsey do? Other than, of course, fly his whole family to Disneyland. Once he gets back from Disneyland, he puts his team to work. And just a mere two to three months later, 
just a mere three months later, I think in May, March, April, May, yeah, so like three months of planning, we get the Travis Kelsey Music Festival. Kansas City, he's putting it on, I think it was in Kansas, I don't know why it wouldn't be, they're doing it in Kansas, and this is like a legit thing. It's a legit thing. We got an amphitheater. We've got 5,000 people there. We've got Machine Gun Kelly headlining the first ever Travis Kelsey Music Festival. And if you're like me, when I found out this information and you were like, hmm, that's a odd, like why does Travis Kelsey, a professional football player, have a music festival? And the only real reason is obviously money. Uh, you know, he got a company that does it. They do all the music festivals for Shaq and whatever other celebrity, mainly sports celebrities want to put on an event. They do it for you. They find the people, they handle all the money and the ticketing and everything like that. So he didn't actually do much of the work, but nonetheless, three months off that freaking Super Bowl win and Travis Kelly has got himself uh, a headliner of MGK. I think like another rap, another mainstream rapper and another opening band that we've pretty much heard of graphic on the screen. And so Travis Kelly and now Machine Gun Kelly, which is hilarious by the way. We've got Machine Gun Kelly, we've got the Kellys. We've got the Kellys at the music festival. And so when I learned this information, I thought to myself, wait a minute, that makes a lot of sense. Get Taylor Swift to come to your football game, befriend her, date her, whatever the situation is between Travis and Taylor. Get her to come to the football game, and then when you inevitably use her virality to give you that boost of confidence at every football game after that, whether she shows up at a second game or not, again, we're not, I'm not hopeful. But whether she shows up at another game or not, he still now will ride this roller coaster for probably the next three to four games, which should put them in a spot to hopefully make it into the playoffs, aka the Super Bowl, aka another chance to win, aka we do a second Travis Kelsey music festival. And who do we call? to headline the show this time. None other than our new best friend who loves nothing more than spending her Sundays off in our VIP Kansas City suite to watch the game than T-Swizzle, baby. Who else are you going to call if you put on yet another music festival after winning yet another Super Bowl? So basically, Travis Kelsey, marketing genius. Whoever came up with this plan should not only get a raise, but should probably move on to bigger and more high-profile clients because this was good. I'm telling you what right now. Mark my words. Bookmark the link. Save the clip. Screenshot it. Do whatever you want to do. But please understand me. If, and this is a big if, but if the Chiefs get anywhere close to, if not into the Super Bowl, Travis Kelsey will, in fact, have a second Kansas City Amphitheater Look at Me music festival. And I guarantee you, he probably will not be successful. But I 1,000% know that he will firstly 
call or text or DM Taylor Swift to see if and when. Like, they probably already... They probably honestly already need the date set. If they're gonna do it, if they're gonna do it again this year, they're probably gonna need the date set. And so, you know what I mean? Like, if if they are planning the music festival again this year, they just can't hop into the Super Bowl in February and then pray that Taylor Swift is available come March or May. We gotta plan that out way ahead of time. So whether they've announced it yet or not, whether they are planning, I, I'm just saying it's a little coincidental. It's a little coincidental that Travis Kelsey, out of all people, out of all people who have ever participated in or won a Super Bowl in the NFL, then goes off three months later and has his own music festival. I think it's called Kelsey Fest. If I didn't mention it, what's it called? Kelsey Jam. He calls it Kelsey Jam. You can go to KelseyJam.com to see the lineup and the people and the artist and the amphitheater, where it was. This has got to be one of the biggest celebrity setups that we have ever seen. And unfortunately, some people have been fooled by it. Some people think that Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are now dating. Some people think it was real. Some people think they're still together. Some people think, like, you know what I mean? And so it's our job here at the What Are We Doing podcast to let you know that it's pretty blatantly obvious that uh, these two, after the initial DM was sent, were like, wait a minute, this is going to do wonders for me. This will probably do wonders for you. You're not really my type. I'm not really yours. Let's. We saw them backstage together. We saw them in the convertible. I think a picture came out with like her on his lap with the arm around the neck. Like, cool. They're flirting. They're hanging out. They might have made out a little bit. They might have hooked up. I'm under the impression. I'm under the impression that Taylor Swift doesn't hook up. I'm under the impression that like one night stands and like quick celebrity one-off hookups don't happen with her. Paul, on the other hand, Hi Cheese Podcast, shout out. Thanks for this extra long, you know what I mean? I'm now 34 minutes in and Paul's nowhere to be found with this sports update. He's a sports guy and he's not even here. Paul thinks, Paul thinks Taylor Swift's out here fucking. Paul thinks that the only reason the Matt Healy and Taylor Swift thing happened was because they were fucking real quick, one off. You know what I mean? Relieve some stress, get it done. Apparently, based on Matt Healy's previous relationships, we know he's a little freak boy in the bed. So maybe Taylor Swift, goody two-shoe, the goody two-shoes are always the ones who are the freakiest. Paul's theory is... Taylor Swift's equally as freaky. She wanted in on some of the freaky stuff that Matt Healy was doing. And maybe she thinks with the mustache or something, whatever else Travis Kelsey has going on, it might be as equally as freaky, right? And I know how ridiculous that may sound. So I'm on the side of Taylor Swift not hooking up, but others might think you guys will have to like, is there, because the news, the issue is the news we hear about Taylor Swift is like always like Taylor Swift gives her tractor trailer drivers a hundred thousand dollar cash bonus that equals like fifty million dollars out of her own pocket. 
Taylor Swift just sold out a world tour in 3.2 seconds. Taylor Swift shuts down Ticketmaster. Taylor Swift's awesome. Taylor Swift's number one. Taylor Swift did this for a fan. Taylor Swift gave this guy's daughter a hat at a show. Taylor Swift lines of merch are out the door. Taylor Swift is positive. Taylor Swift is great. Like, there's never really been, name one time, one time, one time when there's been a cancelable moment for Taylor Swift. I'll wait. What happened? What happened maybe years ago? Maybe someone she was dating, but we dropped that guy. You know what I mean? He didn't make it. The Jonas, the Lautner, the John Mayer, whoever else she dated. I mean, that obviously didn't work. So maybe they got canceled, but I honestly can't recall a time, excuse me, a time or place where I've read an article or seen a headline or an image or a a TMZ thing that has anything negative to say about Taylor Swift. Even the nitty gritty. There's freaking, there's like, there's, there's like, there's still, there's like articles about like, and we covered it on this podcast about like Beyonce's toilet seats. You know what I mean? Like that's the only news, the only news and the only viral moment and the only backstage access that we can get to the Beyonce tour is the fact that she takes her own toilet seats to every, every city and every venue she goes to. Great. But like every other Taylor Swift story, merch lines out the door, giving bonuses, selling it out. She's the reason this is happening. Taylor Swift does it again. Taylor Swift breaks another record. Please prove me wrong. I would love it if you would please, please, please prove me wrong. But from the outside perspective looking in, it kind of seems like Taylor Swift keeps herself under that radar. And one way to do that is not going to clubs, not doing drugs, not hooking up with random celebrities like Matt Healy and Travis Kelsey, not doing, but keeping those public appearances up with those people. That's how you stay uncanceled and in the public eye and viral every time. If you don't do the stuff they can cancel you for, then you'll stay viral in the private eye every time. And I'm not saying, look, I'm not saying Beyonce should be canceled. I'm not saying she ever did anything to be canceled. I'm not trying to once again have the debate and compare the Beyonce to Taylor Swift situation. But all I'm saying is it would seem like from a media standpoint, and we know how the media is, A, none of it's real, B, it's all for clicks, C, half of it's written by robots, and D, you know what I mean? Like, they just want their money. Like, they'll, they'll make anything up about anybody. But you can't deny the factual stories. You know what I mean? So I, I just feel like this Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift situation has been this year's biggest celebrity PR stunt that we've seen. It's been the biggest celebrity PR stunt that we have seen this year. And hats off to you, babe. Hats off to Taylor. Hats off to Travis. Because who knows? If he would never have sent that DM, he probably would never have had her at that game. 
And the universe aligned. Now, who knows? Maybe they had this planned and the whole DM story was just the easy way out because that's what everyone does. He could send it, screenshot it. Look, our son a DM. We didn't talk to her team weeks in advance. It was just a DM. And she said, sure, bet, and showed up to the game. And I'm innocent, and I'm Travis Kelsey. I don't believe it. I think it was all set up. And it's unfortunate, dude, that that's what we're doing now. And I think it's uh, it's it's smart on her end. It's unfortunate. The unfortunate part about it is, is that 99% of America was fooled by the fact that they thought Taylor Swift is now dating exclusively Travis Kelsey. So I can't wait. I'm going to, after this episode, I'm probably going to go look up when the Chiefs play again so I can make sure I know if she's there. I'm sure if she is, it'll be all over Twitter like it has been in the last, you know, the last three weeks because we're dying down now. This podcast is probably the very last one to talk about the Travis, Kelsey, and Taylor Swift news. Like, I'm I'm so late, I'm so far behind, but I'm going to wrap this shit up right now. That way you don't ever have to hear about Travis and Taylor Swift ever again. And you know what I mean? We're going to move on to the next celebrity. And, I, you know, I think, honestly, like, who do we see... Taylor Swift with because if it's not with Travis Kelsey then it's gotta be it's like it would have to be someone like who am I thinking of not 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 uh Zendaya Spider-Man not not Tom Holland Spider-Man but the other one not uh oh god I'm gonna say them all before the one I get to Who's the Spider-Man, Spider-Man? Not Tobey Maguire, not, uh, not Tobey Maguire. Andrew Garfield. That's it. Andrew Garfield. Taylor Swift and Andrew Garfield are the per- Like, that's what we... If you had to envision someone with Taylor Swift, like, if you're a Swifty, I'm just talking to the Swifties now, okay? If you had to envision, because I know the Britney Spears fan base is this crazy, and, like... Whoever Britney Spears, if if and when she inevitably ever dates anyone ever again, we're going to put them through the fucking ringer. I'm talking like background checks from every other Swift, every other Britney Spears stand on the planet. Every other, you know what I mean? Britney Spears in her kitchen, dancing with the knives, clinging them together, making them sound like real knives. That's probably another Hollywood story that I don't buy, but it's a story for another day because I'm done talking about Britney. Because it's the same shit over and over again. At least with Taylor, she switches it up. So I'm talking to the Swifties now. Swifties, who do you want to see Taylor Swift with? If it's not Travis Kelsey, okay? Because we all know, you all saw the interview. Every single Swiftie is on the group chat right now sharing links of the Travis Kelsey interview with his ex. You all saw the Travis Kelsey Insider Edition interview with the ex, and she's coming out like, listen... Travis, Travis is a great guy. He's a great guy. He's a great football player. I love Travis. He'll be my friend till the death of me. Travis Kelsey is a, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's a great guy. And I wish him and Taylor Swift, I wish them the best. Like literally Travis Kelsey's ex pulled out a freaking Donald Trump on him and said, I wish them the best. And then she followed that up with the lines, once a cheater, always a cheater. And so uh, now the Swifties have pretty much declared no go 
for our man Travis Kelsey because if inevitably he cheats on Taylor Swift, oh, oh, good Lord, help the internet that day. If they do, which they won't, so don't worry, but if they do inevitably make this relationship official, then boy, oh boy, will he have some growing up to do. Because if, in fact, he did cheat on his ex, like she had mentioned in the Insider insider View video interview, if Travis Kelsey is a serial cheater in his relationships, I'm not saying he is, I don't know him personally, I'm just taking the word of his ex on the interview. But if he is, it's probably inevitable if he did it, like, you know, in his professional career, like, a year or two ago, three, four, five, if he cheated within the last five to ten years, then it's probably not looking good for Miss Taylor. So she really should take everything into consideration before going to another game. I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. And so I think it's going to be a very interesting thing. Like I just, like I said previously, if she shows up to another game, I'll be extremely surprised. And I mean, hey, if she does, then I'll I'll come back on here and I'll bite my tongue and I'll call them the cutest fucking couple of 2023. If they make it official and everything that I just talked about for the last 45 minutes is false in the next week or two, I'll come out. Oh, dude, I'll I'll get right back in my car. I'll put these stupid aviator sunglasses on that make me look like a complete doucher. And I will get on here and I'll explain to you, look, Sometimes we're wrong. Sometimes on this podcast, we're a little wrong on the facts. Because you know what I mean? The world's ridiculous. Why shouldn't Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift be dating? Like, it makes sense to most people who believed it. Not me. But like, hey man, if you think they have chemistry, then believe what you want. But I guarantee you, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Here's one last quick PSA for everybody before we go. Um, If you're like me and decided to do what they told you the right thing was after high school and you have a set of uh, student loans, they're due next week. Guess what, everybody? You got the emails. You got the notifications. Next week, baby, student loans are due. And guess who's not paying them? me, dude. I don't know about you, but I can't freaking afford it anymore. We've literally all gone, now what, three years? Three years. Three long years through pandemic, stimulus checks, PPP loans getting just wiped away, uh, uh, other major student loans because of the, the school promising things and didn't deliver on it like my school did, but mine still exists. All of their loans got wiped away. We're sending billions of trillions of dollars to other countries like the Ukraine for proxy wars that we're not even fighting. We're spending billions and millions of dollars on hotels for immigrants and in New York City and border patrol and security and that whole crisis happening in the epicenter of the East Coast and in Texas and everywhere else on the planet. And yet... We're going to make people, when inflation has been the highest it's been in this country in the last three years, we're going to make people who are now paying $4 a gallon for gas, rent and mortgages are now through the roof. If you bought a house like us during COVID, congratulations. Don't sell that shit. 
If you bought a house in COVID and your interest rate is 3% or lower like ours is, don't move an inch because you're not getting anywhere near that now. I think interest rates are starting at about six and that's if you've got perfect credit. So if you don't, like us, and your credit's the shit now, then you're probably looking at like a seven to eight to nine percent interest rate on your new house and you might want to wait a year. You might want to wait because we're probably headed back in that direction. So if you're like me and now it's like, look, I got the email from freaking Nelnet and they're like, hey, heads up, bro. You owe us 300 bucks next month. And so I said, hey, guys, guess what? Three hundred dollars is like leasing a like a like a new or brand new, maybe slightly used Tesla for like three hundred dollars, maybe four hundred max. I can get a brand new Tesla in my driveway and not pay my student loans back. And guess what? I can't afford a Tesla. So if you think that in the next week I myself am going to pay. I haven't paid the HOA in four months. I haven't paid credit cards. I haven't paid bills. I don't pay the PA Turnpike when they send those stupid shits in the mail because I'm a freaking citizen and I've got other shit to take care of. So if you think for a minute after three years that we're all just going to hop back on board, get in line, head down to the ATM and just put a smile on our faces and hand you all 100, 200, 300, $400 a month for our college education, which was probably twice as much as it should have been because there weren't any legislation federal laws in place back in 2013. I graduated college in 2013. And when I did that, my student loans were $30,000 because my parents and whatever else at the time, grants or scholarships or whatever, handled the other 70% which was like $70,000, so God bless them. But I myself have 30 grand of student loans. And in 2013, when I started paying on them, they were 30 grand. And now here we are in 2023, 10 years later, and my student loan balance is now $29,000. In 10 years, $1,000 has gone towards the principal, and the rest has gone towards whatever this astronomical uncapable it would seem amount of interest rates that they tack on to these student loans to just bury you for your entire life because a hundred a two hundred a three hundred dollar payment every month for student loans isn't gonna make a freaking dent when they're charging you 80% interest or whatever the outrageous number is every freaking month so if you're like me when your student loans are due next week do a few things. One, don't pay them, okay? Because at the same time, the government's gonna shut down. Like, this happens every few years, and I don't really quite understand how we get to this point. If the United States government can do the following, like send a trillion dollars to the Ukraine, spend a billion trillion dollars on wiping out PPP loans over COVID, spend trillions of dollars on everything else that we spent. AI fighter jets that get lost in the middle of South Carolina field somewhere. We're spending a trillion dollars on that program. And then you have the audacity to tell us, the people of the United States, that what was promised to us, now listen to me, I wouldn't be here doing this if 
the man in charge, the president of the United States, did not get on that podium and say, I will give you all $10,000 to $20,000 to wipe out your student loan debt, if not entirely, the mass majority of it. I got on a call with my now editor, Jeff, and he was almost in tears, relieved, because this 20000 chunk of dollars would get taken off his freaking debt load. Like, we are all living with the freaking responsibilities and the negative decisions of our parents telling us you need a house by 30, you need to be married by 30, you need a college education, you need to do this, and we did it. And now we have a whole generation of millennials who are literally $150,000 in debt, maybe two fifty. dollars I think our grand total household debt number now is like with credit cards, with the house, with the car, with the student loans, we're probably looking at a grand household total worth of debt that we owe to multiple different organizations and community, probably like 200, probably like two, maybe $250,000. So if you could only imagine, if I thought, wow, my $230,000 worth of debt was about to be eliminated via a $30,000 paycheck from President Biden because that's what he told us he was going to do. And now, here we are six months later, realizing that that's not going to happen. We've got some other things in place. We're a little pissy. So... There is, for those of you who don't know, and not a lot of people are talking about this, so let's do our best to try to make this clip of the podcast go viral. There is now a federal program in place for student loan repayment that starts next week. And that federal program, I think it's called SAVE. I'm not 100% sure. There's going to be stuff in the description down below. Check that for the full-blown information. But this program basically... Because of inflation, because of our economy, because of Biden's economy, because of everything we're doing, because of the loans and the rates and the COVID and the pandemic and this and that and the job market and everything else going on that has led us to this inflated economy where people can barely afford their freaking groceries, we're going to kick up the student loan payments again to just further drive us into another recession. And so we now have this program from the federal government that basically states from September of 2023, so right now until next year, for the entirety of next year, if you don't make a penny's payment on your student loans, whoever is holding that loan cannot take or fault you for that non-payment. They can't take it to the credit bureaus. They can't hit your credit score. They can't say pay us or we're shutting you down. They can't force you to pay it under this new federal loan from what I am to understand, and I'm just an idiot, so please do your research. But under this new federal, I said loan, but under this new federal regulation for the next year, they cannot penalize you if you do not pay your student loans. So what I am proposing, if you are hearing this and you have student loans, don't pay them. Don't pay them back. Why would you? Why would anyone in their right mind spend the next year paying their student loans? The only penalty that the student loan companies can give you for not paying your loans 
is recurred interest. If you don't pay your loans for the next year, that interest is still going to build up over the next year. Well, guess what, bitch? It's been 10 years and all I've been paying on is interest and all I'll ever pay on is interest. And that's why I'm going to call. I'm going to call them. Now, I think the issue is the government shuts down like in 24 hours. We've defaulted on our loans because the government can't fucking organize their own finances, let alone expect the American people to. But if we don't, we go to jail. If we don't organize our finances and pay our taxes properly and do what we're supposed to do, a sheriff will be knocking on your door saying, sir, you owe the state five grand. Like, it's happened. So, it's it's a little ridiculous at how the government can just shut down, which means now all of the employees just have to stay home, whether they're paid, I don't know if they're paid or not, unemployment maybe, who knows. But because the government can't handle their finances correctly, because they're too busy looking for fucking AI fighter jets and whatever else we're doing on a daily basis, we've now got to shut down. And because the student education, whatever department is part of the government, about like 20% of all the employees and the freaking people that you need to call to talk about your student loans are going to be at home, not working, because the government shut down. And that's another piece of bullshit to the pie to add to the fucking bullshit chef salad that we're building here in the United States, is that the same day the government shuts down is the same day they expect you to pay your student loans back. And guess what? The government shutdown doesn't affect it. You got to pay them back either way. So I'll say it again. If you owe student loans and your payment is due, don't make a dollar payment to that account. Don't do it. Spend the next year balling out, living your life, doing the same shit you were trying to do, living the same life you were trying to live the last three years before someone just tossed this brand new, which it's it's technically brand new. Yeah, we all knew it was coming. Yeah, we all knew it was there. But when we've got the president of the White House in the White House promising he's just going to eliminate it all eventually anyways, like that gets our hopes up. And now I'm a little pissy that I got to pay again. So sounds like a lot of guys and a lot of privilege coming from this end of thing. But if you really sit down to think about it, if we all don't pay back our student loans, They will be forced to do something. They will be forced to do something and probably just get rid of them all. It's about where we're at now, but we need a few more people to take a few more steps and then we would probably have... Listen, if the Democrats want to win 2024, I didn't mean to go fully political, but if the Democrats want to win 2024, because right now there's no way. There's no way whoever they put up to run against Donald Trump, no way a Biden's going to win. No way a Kamala Harris, no way anyone else, no way whoever they put up, if the Democrats want the 2024 election, they must cancel all student loans because that will not only boost the economy and take it to the freaking stratosphere because then everyone will be like, whoa, they did it. They canceled my student loans. Spend, spend, spend. Let's go on vacation. Let's celebrate. And the economy, I guarantee you, the minute they get rid of student loans in this country, because we don't have them in every other country, do we? The minute they get rid of them, the economy will boom and the people will be happy.
Fuck whoever's crying about it in Texas, whatever Republican senators crying about it in Texas. The guy who stopped this whole thing, by the way, got his friggin' PPP loans wiped scot-free. Like, not a penny to pay back for those. But God forbid the government decide to cancel, I don't know what. I think it's like $30 billion. I literally think it's like $30 billion. The exact amount, twice as many dollars that we accidentally sent to the Ukraine. And the student loan crisis will be gone forever. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Levi McCurdy. Thank you so much for watching. Whatever you do, don't pay your student loan back for at least another year and let's see what happens. Thank you guys so much. We're going to hit episode 111 next week and it's going to be a freaking blast. I can't wait. Check all the links down in the description below. Check all of our sponsors. Check everyone who helps make this podcast a thing. Check the clips. Go to wadpod.com backslash YouTube and subscribe if you haven't done so already. Join the 1,300 people that are there watching every single day. We try to put up a clip or a short or something. Thank you guys for watching. My name is Levi McCurdy and the What Are We Doing podcast. This is the What Are We Doing podcast.